0: Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed medical management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Joshua Beck and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Joshua Beck. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we are delighted to be here with you, and thank you so much for are listening to Wellman Radio, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, and you can get podcasts of all of our shows as well, and you can share them. You can listen to them again or pass them on to folks who may have some of the issues that we talk about from week to week. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck. He is board certified in family practice, and you find him at the WellMed Clinic at Loop 410 in Centerview. And we have another special guest coming on our WellMed radio hotline, Dr. Stephen Argumato. He's with the South Alamo Medical Group. And before we bring him on, uh, Dr. Beck, you you had an idea for something that we haven't talked about. Uh, But my guess is, in our listening audience, there are a lot of folks who are affected by a topic they don't often bring up publicly or even privately, talking about BPH and in urinary incontinence. Now, what is BPH?
1: So BPH is, uh, stands for benign prostatic hyperplasia or hypertrophy or an enlargement of the prostate. And, and, and so more so, you know, my, my thought was, you know, one of the common, you know, let's just say, you know, new patients and, you know, the age group in which we see, you know, which is usually a 65 and above, sometimes younger. And so a common topic that, you know, that I hear from patients, apart from their hypertension and high cholesterol and such, is uh, uh, leaky urine, urinary incontinence or, you know, trouble urinating, weak urine stream, dribbling of the urine. And so with BPH, with that enlarged prostate, which unfortunately tends to... Um, Affect men as they get older, especially when they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and it usually gets worse, uh, is, uh, you know, uh, trouble urinating. You know, when the prostate gets too big and it pinches down on the uh, the urethra or the P tube, uh, which uh, exits the bladder and allows you to urinate. See, women don't have one of those, they uh, don't have a prostate. They don't, yeah, I was going to say they have a urethra, it's but not a prostate. It's exclusive to us. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, oftentimes, the complaint that I get is, uh, nocturia, uh, or uh, waking up at night multiple times to urinate. Uh, nocturia meaning m- waking up multiple m- multiple times at night to urinate, or uh, weak urine stream, dribbling of the urine, urinary frequency. You know, feeling like you have to go, but nothing comes out. Or you do go and, and, and you still feel like your bladder full. And so that would be uh, you know, some of the symptoms that we might hear patients complain about when we suspect BPH.
0: Well, let's welcome on board WellMed Radio. Uh, Dr. Stephen Argumento joins us from South Alamo Medical Group. And, uh, Stephen, uh, Dr. Beck has uh, laid out what we're talking about. And so now you have all the answers, right? He has exactly. the cure.
2: Yeah, thank you, Ron. Thank you, Dr. Beck, for having me. Well, we appreciate uh, on you on coming
1: Thanks for coming on.
0: We've had uh, some of your colleagues on uh, and have enjoyed talking with them as well, so we appreciate that uh, opportunity to come and talk to the public. When it comes to uh, urinary incontinence or uh, multiple times waking up at night, from what Dr. Beck was saying, that may be fairly common among older men and women.
2: Yeah, and he's correct in in that assessment. Uh, It's an extremely common problem, but one that is is not actually spoken uh, about and in fact it it happens even in my own clinic uh, where I I would have already seen the patient several times a year and it never gets brought up uh, until we do our annual wellness exam and on on that wellness exam we do have a a series of questionnaires uh, and one of them does allude to the incontinence And and that does give us an opportunity to get that information now that is a starting point in the discussion, Um, and as uh, Dr. Beck had mentioned and for men, uh, one of the main reasons, or one of the big reasons that comes up is uh, BPH, or the benign prostatic hypertrophy, but it is also a big problem in in women uh, as well. And for that, and for both sexes, uh, the causes can be uh, varied, and the solutions in some cases are actually pretty simple. Uh, And reversible.
0: All right, now do me a favor. We're going to let folks know who they're listening to, but in in a moment, I I want the four one one on how it works in a normal situation. Uh, Your kidneys, your bladder. You got to urinate. Uh, Let's go through that so people understand how the system should work, and then we'll talk about the problems. If you've just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck, is here along with our special guest, Dr. Stephen Argumedo, who's with South Alamo Medical Group, and we're talking about, uh, well, you heard what we're talking about, urinary incontinence and and related issues. So, uh, you know, Dr. in in the ideal world, How does that all work? You don't dribble urine. You don't wake up multiple times a night. uh, You go when you have to go, and you're able to control it. What makes that happen? Exactly. What makes that happen?
2: Yes. So uh, the topic, actually, I I think about my. I have two uh, young boys, and uh, you know, when I look at them, I I see like, well, you know, we've actually potty trained them. We've shown them, like you had mentioned. Uh, go when you're supposed to go, uh, not have accidents uh, at random uh, throughout the day or the night. But um, it all starts kind of at the level of the kidneys. And the kidneys are usually most people will have two of them kind of in their low back area, and they they act as a filter uh, of the blood. And so their job is to filter the blood and get any impurities and, uh, and toxins. Basically, their job is to clean up the blood, make it nice and clean, but that trash has to go somewhere. And so the kidneys are connected to your bladder through uh, um, through tubing, and so once that trash is collected, it gets uh, dropped down into the bladder. And at which point, the bladder has once it fills up to a certain point, uh, all of us have felt the sensation of well, I I need to go to the, I need to go to the bathroom. And so at that point, you go to the bathroom and, and you 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 uh, excrete the urine. Um, and then the process goes on until it just repeats itself uh, throughout the day.
0: So it's like there's and a little then, floater so there. On the, <laughs> it, it, there's like a little floaty thing in your bladder that when it rises up to a certain level, it sends a message, okay, we need to empty.
1: Not really. <laughs> you have a detrusor <laughs> a, a, a muscle or a, a sphincter basically that, you know, like a, a water balloon. Uh, and if you think of the opening of the balloon, You know, once it fills up too much, like if you have a water balloon and you fill it up to the max, you know, and then you turn it upside down, well, you know, the the larger it's, you know, the the, the more fluid that's in this balloon, uh, the more it wants to come out, right? And so so there's this neuronal or uh, network of nerves, right, Uh, that uh, incorporate the bladder and this muscle. And so when this muscle feels that stretch to the certain point – then that triggers, that sends that you know, electrical current up to the brain to say, hey, it's time to go pee. I was using the analogy of a floaty. Yeah. I didn't mean that there is a oh, okay. floaty. I thought in you there. did. I was like, no, well, no, you know. It's an analogy. You know, maybe we got it all wrong, you know. And we do have a little floaty there in the middle somewhere.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> so when that signal goes yeah. to the brain uh-huh. and then you empty your bladder, uh, what Dr. Argumento mentioned yeah. is sometimes you don't empty it all the way. And
1: sometimes you don't think you emptied it all the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, and,
1: w- why is that? Well, that could be due to many different things. So it, it, it really depends on the cause of, uh, of, of the incontinence uh, or the urinary frequency. And it could be triggered by numerous things, both uh, you know, structural and, uh, and non-structural, or so, non-anatomical, I should say. So,
0: so, Stephen, waking up at night uh, to urinate uh, seems to be pretty common among older folks— when is it a problem?
2: Uh, well, it definitely it's a problem when either you have what's called the incontinence. If you have full leakage without uh, maintaining control, it's one thing if you get up and you go to the bathroom, you empty your bladder while you're in the bathroom. It's a, it's a different story when it's, uh, you just lose complete control. And and, uh, one of the things uh, Dr. Beck had mentioned is there is a a bundle of uh, nerves that are in that bladder and so there's different disease states uh, that can affect the nerve function uh, of the bladder uh, as well as medications that can affect uh, the nerve function of the bladder and then you you will have an accident essentially. So that's that's one area
1: in which you can
2: have, uh, that, that could be one problem area, when it's not normal I have that. Uh, yeah, are saying
1: women. I was just going to say women tend to have suffer from incontinence more than men because um, of uh, shorter urethras or, or shorter uh, p tubes that go from the bladder, you know, out. And so it's a it's a smaller tube, and so they tend to to have more incontinence because well, they don't have the penis thing to extend the uh, urethra exactly uh, that, and then you know there there are varying causes, you know, and, and there's so many different causes that you know we would really have to you know both Dr. Argomedo and I and the other docs, you know, we need to do the the, the judicial workup to determine what the potential causes. Uh, but in, in women, childbearing uh, tends to also uh, stretch the pelvic muscles. And so, uh, you get the fallen bladder syndrome as you get older. And so that tends to also not allow those muscles to keep that bladder, you know, kind of firmly the in place. The fallen bladder, is that literally fallen bladder? Literally. Well, there's. So, so what does yeah. it mean? Well, the bladder just kind of falls down into the pelvis. And sometimes it can be so bad that it actually comes out of the, uh, opening of the, of the uh, vagina. Uh, and that's obviously a severe case, you know, a very extreme case. So can you go in and strap it back up? Uh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, you've probably heard of, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, attorneys that are trying to get, you know, a compensation for bladder surgeries gone bad, like bladder sling surgeries where they essentially use a sling to kind of hold the bladder up in right. place. Um, and, and so, yeah, they're you know, I don't know what kind of surgeries they do now, uh, but yeah, there are surgeries that can be used. You can use a pessary. Uh, which is a little donut kind of device to kind of push things back up, uh, and uh, and I'm sure there's other 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 avenues. You know, probably the the you know what we do, especially with cases that aren't so severe, uh, and we're kind of dipping into treatment. But uh, uh, Kegels exercises or Kegels exercises are uh, pelvic strengthening exercises that we can you know tell uh, women uh, to, to use. Uh, as a means to try to, uh, you know, uh, supplement medication or to not, maybe they don't want to be on medication and they want to try something natural. So that's squeezing those muscles. And that's squeezing those muscles to kind of build up those muscles so that the bladder will be held firmly into place. Interesting. And then for BPH, you know, it really just depends, you know, if it depends on how bad it is. Uh, you know, we educate, uh, you know, uh, to avoid... Uh, drinking water, you know, right before you go to bed, to try to uh, urinate right before you go to bed, or avoid right before you go to bed, so that you're going to bed on an empty bladder. And um, of course, there's other factors that can contribute to that as well. We're going to talk more about so.
0: this and bring Dr. Argumento back into it. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Dr. Joshua Beck and Dr. Stephen Argumento is on our Wellmet Radio Hotline. He's with South Alamo Medical Group. We're delighted you're listening to us here on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Caregiving is incredibly difficult and challenging for thousands of people caring for someone they love. It's a job that is demanding and often feels as if it's never-ending. Caregivers feel alone and lonely. That's where Caregiver SOS On Air comes to the rescue. This half-hour weekly program features nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and attorney and veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron. Ooh, that's me. Caregiver SOS On Air, Saturday mornings at 7.30, Sunday evenings 5.30, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We are so pleased you are with us here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck. And on our WellMed Radio hotline, we're talking from South Alamo Medical Group, Dr. Stephen Argumento. And we're talking about an issue that affects a whole lot of folks age 65 and older and some younger as well. We're talking about enlarged prostate, talking about urinary incontinence, talking about urine leakage or dripping. Uh, You prefer leakage over dripping, right?
1: I prefer leakage over dripping. But but but
0: what Stephen said, and and Dr. Beck, I'm, I'm sure you find this true as well, because patients are embarrassed by it, they don't bring it up.
1: Yeah, oftentimes they don't bring it up. You know, they won't mention it, and so we have to ask them. And as Dr. Um, Argumedo said, you know, we have questionnaires in place, and so we have various uh, questionnaires. You know, based on whether they have pain or whether they have other symptoms. And one of the question, questionnaires, you know, is uh, urinary incontinence, and so that's a topic that we like to bring up, not only because of the incontinence in and of itself. Uh, but uh, especially with those patients that have um, uh, nocturia or urinate at night and get up at night when it's uh, you know the dead of the dark, and uh, so this increases their risk of falling and breaking the hip or.
0: I was asking injury. how how when is it normal? When is it not normal? Because every mm-hmm. every guy I know, mm-hmm. and we don't talk about it a mm-hmm. lot, but, but wakes up at some point during the night and goes pee pee,
1: mm-hmm. and so it I, seems normal. Yeah and so you know some people you know that's very uh you know arbitrary everybody you know is different on that you know in the sense that you know some may do it you know multiple times some may not do it i would say when it becomes noticeable to you and you bring it up and say that you know whatever you know for the last however you know many weeks or months or whatever it may be or years you know i've been having to now wake up five times to go well that would be a lot you know, or or whatever it may be. Whenever you notice a change, that's when I say that it's you know that we need to talk about it.
0: Yeah, you know, Dr. Argumenta, I have young children as well—an eight-year-old girl and twin boys who are six—and and I am amazed at their ability to control uh, urination. They can sleep twelve hours and, and <laughs> not have a problem.
2: I can't yeah, go twelve hours. Their muscles are working at a better rate than probably ours uh, at this point. Yeah.
1: And they probably urinate multiple times throughout the day. More often, right. smaller blathers urinate multiple times throughout but the I day. But I will tell right.
2: you, uh, our
0: bedroom is on the first floor. Of the boys and our daughter are on the second floor. And uh, when they wake up, you can hear them running to the bathroom,
1: <laughs> Yeah, but not yeah, having accidents.
0: Right. So that's interesting. Now, talk to me a little bit about uh, how you can get patients to get over that embarrassment. Because, uh, you know, as a provider, there isn't anything, for the most part, you haven't seen or heard and, and you're there to help there's no reason to say "Hey, doc you know I'm having this kind of problem but how do you get patients to cross that hurdle and I'm assuming it's more men than women who are reticent to talk
2: uh, yeah I would say well actually I think in general both both uh, men and women you know I've come across where I get a an order from a medical equipment company for diapers and it could be a man or a woman and that's actually the first time I've heard about it, and, you know, so I'll bring that up to the patient and ask, well, what's been going on? How long has it been affecting you? Um, So I think there, and you see the commercials on TV for uh, Depends, and, you know, it becomes a new normal. They they assume, well, you know, I'm 60, I'm 70, I'm 80, I'm 90. I should be, at this point, wearing Depends uh, uh, or other brands of diapers. And this is just part of the aging process. So I think, as a whole, I think we we need to do probably a better job of educating patients that there's a lot of things that uh, are related to natural aging, and there's some things that can be modified uh, along the way. But you you can, yeah, making that uh, awareness is is, uh, it is a challenge.
0: You can buy depends without a prescription.
2: That is correct. Yes.
0: So what are they buying Uh, if they're using a prescription?
2: Usually, the health insurance uh, may help uh, oh. to subsidize the cost, so that's where that comes in. Okay, because mm-hmm. they are uh, quite pricey, or they can be, depending on how many you go through in a day. Sure,
1: yeah. For our Medicare Advantage patients, you know, they they uh, they get the added benefit of being able to get things like that through through a DME company, which we use. And so, um,
0: but they t- let you know what patients ordering
1: hmm yep we get a little piece of paper so that says this is what they're ordering and this is what they need and then we got to sign off on it and so like Dr. Argumedo said if it's a new patient you know um, and or you know one that's relatively new and we didn't bring it up at the first you know first visit then sometimes we need to get more information to be able to get that covered right We need to have proper diagnosis and documentation in order to get things like that covered otherwise the insurance says no no.
0: See, that's interesting, Dr. Argumento, because my guess is the patient never thought that the topic they didn't want to bring up to you is brought up to you because they're buying diapers.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And and it's one of these things, again, that there's a level of embarrassment. Uh, but as you had mentioned, there's this is a common topic that we run across uh, with men and women at various ages. And it, it's something, you know, this is... Uh, Kind of the point of our conversation today between the the three of us is that we're we're bringing awareness to the topic and that there are things that we can do to help modify some of these symptoms and help improve their quality of life. Um, But it does require a visit with your your health uh, provider uh, in order to kind of get to the bottom of what may be making some of these symptoms worse or actually the cause of the the symptoms to begin with.
0: Now, I think I heard both of you say very often the fix is pretty easy.
1: Yeah, I would would just really quickly jump in and say that sometimes we even, you know, it's really, really simple. Sometimes this can be brought on by something as simple as a UTI, urinary tract infection, infection, especially if it's acute and then they've got some other associated symptoms to reflect that. Uh, Sometimes, you know, treating the infection may take care of the incontinence. Or the f- urinary frequency, for that matter. Now, is there a pill for the rest of it? Uh, yes, there are <laughs> varying me- medications that we can right. that we can prescribe. You know, in addition to you know uh, some exercises and such, uh, and so uh, those those medications, uh, you know, some you know maybe uh, better than others if the insurance will cover it. Some of them have side effects, and so sometimes you have to be judicious as to whether or not. You know the patient based on their age and their other medications and their other medical problems whether it's right for them to be on the medication for that or whether maybe it's mild enough that they don't want to do anything like that
0: well every medication has side effects Mm -hmm. so what kind of side effects are you talking about
1: well so what we worry about uh the most especially in the elderly is uh, uh dizziness you know and so sometimes these urinary incontinence medications uh, with the exception to maybe some newer meds, uh, may have the potential for dizziness and dry mouth. And uh, and so that may predispose to falls and confusion, uh, which we don't want.
0: So, the good news is you don't pee your pants. The bad news is you fall and crack your head open.
1: Exactly, or break a hip or whatever. Wow. You know, and so that's a trade off. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, let's say the patient has dementia, you know, and so this may worsen their dementia. They may become delirious. And so, uh, oftentimes, we have to take all that into consideration, or it may worsen pre existing conditions. Maybe they have, uh, you know, advanced CKD. What is CKD? uh, Chronic kidney disease. Uh, or, some other problems you know that we have to take into account, and so all of those factors we have to look at before we decide what we 're going to prescribe, but there are medications that can be used um, and and for those patients in which medications maybe have not helped because sometimes the medications don't help at all it doesn 't matter which one you try. Uh, sometimes we have to resort to either not not taking the medicine or referring. Sometimes in severe cases to a urologist who may have other avenues to treat the incontinence.
0: And, and the urologist would be the kidney doc and uh, the, urinary tract doc.
1: Yeah, the urologist would be not the kidney doc, but the urinary, urinary tract doc. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, uh, and so it depends. And so that that's why we have to kind of you know uh, you know. Uh, dissect what the cause may be, what the diagnosis may be, or what we suspect is going on. Maybe try something in, uh, preliminary and then, uh, or maybe it's so severe that, uh, that, you know, we would have to resort to referring to a specialist. It really just depends.
0: Now, one of the other issues, and uh, it, it's sort of tangentially related here because of the body parts we're talking about, uh, are the numbers of STDs that we're seeing spike among seniors and some of those
1: affect your urinary tract are you seeing that in your patients um, I, I I you know have seen it a couple times I guess uh, but there's uh, a
0: lot being written about it now I don't know if it's accurate
1: No, I guess you know it also depends on the uh, the demographic and you know what side of town and you know what city and maybe it's more prevalent in certain parts of the country than others but no I haven't I haven't seen it that much with you know with my population our patient population. How about you, Doctor Argomedo? Ar- Ar- Ar-
2: Ar- yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna agree with you on that. I haven't seen it too too often, but uh, but the the sexually transmitted diseases there are uh, 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 such as gonorrhea or chlamydia. They do cause something called urethritis, which is basically an inflammation of that uh, P tube, and so that in turn, yes, could uh, affect your um, ability to urinate. So um,
1: itchy mm-hmm. private parts. Uh, well, it would be more like burning, and, and, and then maybe they would mention the discharge, in which case you would be like, ah, yes. Now I know what it is. Now we need to do some special testing to determine what exactly that, that might be.
0: As you take a look at uh, the population that uh, you're seeing when it comes to 65 and over, folks are living longer. My mother used to say, doesn't mean you're living better, but, but they're living longer. Are you seeing uh, an increase in urinary incontinence and BPH in older adults? Dr. Argumento? Uh,
2: yes, I was going to say, yeah, I've actually seen more of it. Um, and I think part of it is just, um, in general, uh, uh, we as individuals adapting to the changes in our bodies. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, habits that we, we do when we're younger. And then as aged, we age, we feel like, oh, I've been drinking caffeinated beverages, uh, three to four cups of coffee in the morning since I was 20 years old and I never had a problem, but then you hit uh, an older age, 65, 75, that kind of thing, and, and your body just doesn't tolerate that level of caffeine anymore. And um, the caffeine will cause a spasm of the bladder and that can actually lead to um, to the urinary leakage. Wow. Um, and so things like something as a diet soda, regular soda, uh, coffee, tea, uh, energy drinks nowadays, these are uh, uh, drinks that contain caffeine and can affect uh, the bladder as Got well.
0: Got to stop you right there. We're flat out of time. Is there a phone number if folks want to get a hold of you?
2: Yeah, uh, it would be 210-222-0333. Uh, and again, I'm Thanks. an internal medicine physician, so I see uh, adults from age 18 all the way up till um, there's no limit, I guess. I Perfect.
0: Suppose. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dr. Beck? Yes. Thank you, yeah, I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you soon. Thank you, everybody. On WellMed Thank Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.